0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to Watch Time, your weekly download on everything happening on the internet this week. We are going to be talking fully in depth on the Phase IPO that's happening, or Phase listing on the NASDAQ, which is pretty major news for the esports kind of world. We're going to be breaking down what our views on it are, Potential considerations, the revenue model, the controversy that FaZe has been in, and what it means for the rest of the esports industry as a whole and the gaming industry. But first of all, Elliot, how's your week been?
1: Week's been good. Getting getting some streams done. I kind of like because when I when we left the Click you've been office, streaming a lot. I have been. I have been. I've had a couple of sponsored streams, but also just I I realized I need to stream more because when I initially moved back home from the Click office, I had like a bunch of internet problems here at home. Mm -hmm. And it just like, it made streaming such a bummer for a while because I'd started streaming. It was all going really well. And then like my internet would just like break for like 15 minutes and I had to end streams randomly. So it's just kind of like I was in a really good rhythm of getting all my streams done, ended up breaking it. But now I'm trying to get back in gear.
0: My week's been very busy. I've been totally in Facebook land this week, which has been fun. Um, Click obviously works really closely with Facebook. We're doing heaps of work with creators on that platform, which is like, it's really exciting. like, I love working with creators, but it's also really refreshing to like work with a platform as well and like Mm. see how it works see the inside of the machine or the inside of the sausage or whatever that saying is which
1: you get to do a lot more with facebook than most other platforms because yeah. obviously like we'll work with you know youtube and For twitch sure. and everyone but facebook because they're a lot more still in like the early growth stage and really kind of trying to build that area yeah. of their platform it is like a lot more uh you get to see a lot deeper and you know a lot more of kind of like the the base than what you normally would
0: And we're going to be going back into an office next week with a bunch of our people, which is really exciting. It's been like four months since we've all been in an office together. So I am excited for that. But in the news this week, we heard that FaZe is going to be basically listing on the NASDAQ through what they call like an SPAC, which is like a special purpose vehicle. Um, So it which allows FaZe to basically list a little bit faster um, and with a little bit less scrutiny. But when you saw this, what were your first impressions off the bat? Like, were you surprised? Were you not surprised?
1: No, I was very much like, oh, finally. Like, I figured they would get... Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I think that I I kind of saw FaZe as probably of all, you know, maybe them and, like, an energy of, like, all the, like, esports-involved people as the ones who are the most kind of, like, gearing towards trying to really build themselves organizationally for a public listing or at least you know kind of really gearing towards investors and i actually know um well i mean obviously we all know that they've uh been doing a lot of like investor rounds and like series a funding rounds and i know a couple of people who um have like their own little family funds who are like investing in phase so they've definitely been going down the like funding route for a while which a lot of the time is what you do as a prelude to yeah. a public offering. Um, Still a
0: pretty amazing transformation, though, from a company that was like in a wee work three years, three or four years ago, to where they are today.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I- I'm actually quite interested because obviously I had a phase three years ago where. I did get to see a lot more of like the inner workings of it. And as much as like externally, I think I can kind of see what they've changed. I would love to know a bit more in terms of like detail of like organizationally really what, what has changed, what is different, mm. because I'm sure things are different. And I, I'm and sure And what that... do you
0: mean? Why do you think that things would have needed to change? Well, I mean,
1: I, I think FaZe has always been really good at uh, organized chaos. Yeah. Would be what I would put it as. And I think that um, what most kind of uh, stock market listed companies would consider functional inner workings is not something that I would strongly align with my understanding of phase Clan's inner workings back when I kind of had that insight into it, you know? Like, I think Do you that
0: think, though... They
1: run fast and they break a lot of eggs. Yeah. Like a lot.
0: Do you think that We need that... more chickens. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that that is just kind of like a necessary part of being in the gaming industry in 2020, 2021 though? Like, who isn't doing a little bit of organized chaos? Um, or do you think that, that I, there is an element of it that's unique to FaZe? And if so, why?
1: I do. Okay. And uh, God, I, I hate that I feel like I'm always like um, cheerleading like energy, right? But why? like
0: well i don't
1: hate it but like i feel like i feel like i feel like now i I mentioned energy on the podcast everyone's like oh here we go again (laughs) oh what's that you want to say how good andy miller is again (laughs) um no but like I, i think there's organized chaos in uh in in a good way like you know i think energy for example they um, And, you know, not not necessarily that this always means that everything they do is better, but I definitely think there's, you know, a lot of structure, a lot of like, um, and, you know, there, there might be chaos in the sense of, oh, we're going to throw a hundred grand at this idea and it might work, it might not work, but that's a tactical decision versus I think a lot of the chaos that I have seen within phase is less around Taking big risks that potentially don't pay off, and more around, oh, it turns out the CEO of our company is actually a Scandinavian scam artist who yeah. currently tried to steal stocks and market share from everyone. And then, oh, what's this? Like, he's now the
0: previous CEO, by The, the previous way. CEO. Not Lee Trink. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah here yeah. is brilliant.
1: Yeah. And then, so I, I just think a lot of the time the controversy they've had in the past and the chaos has been around controversies, yeah. drama, and just generally mismanagement which um, which obviously is something I think that they've done a really great intense job of trying to correct and stamp out. And, and like you said, I've only heard great things about Lee and I've only heard great things about everyone that's working on the company these days. Um, and I guess, you know, three years is a long enough time to kind of hopefully transform and turn a company around a bit. But yeah, like I said, I, I would love to know how much that is the case and how much they have been able to turn everything around because definitely um, the phase that existed three years ago is not one that I would uh, imagine ever going public or if it did go public, that would be quite shortly followed by a very large scandal, I'm guessing.
0: (laughs) When I first saw the news, I at first was like, okay, sure. Like, makes sense. If there was a company that was going to do it, it was probably Phase. I do think like is probably a little bit further ahead than energy just in terms of like having buttoned down kind of like what their value proposition is who they are like who they're talking to their audience is still probably bigger than energy's, mm. um so i thought it made sense but then there was a couple things that like really i've then been thinking about where i'm like this is going to be really interesting to see how this performs in a public market it's really like shining a light on gaming esports and these type of companies in a way that I think hasn't been done before. They are kind of the first of their kind in terms of an esports org to be going public. There is obviously um, Enthusiast Gaming which has gone public before. I view them kind of in a different light more as probably like a media company even though they own Luminosity Honestly, yeah, their performance hasn't been great this year. I wonder how much Fay's may have looked at that and thought about how that could be um, more of an industry-wide performance view versus, like, something specific to do with enthusiasts.
1: Yeah, I mean, my... I mean, obviously, I don't have a full understanding of um, enthusiasts, like, breakdown in terms of value. But I wouldn't imagine that the luminosity part is the largest no. part of their offering. They're much, I think, like you said, more a media company, which is what makes this so interesting because FaZe's value value proposition and what they're kind of pinning their value on is very much just the Phase brand.
0: Totally. So let's break that down because that is like kind of one of the biggest areas for me. FaZe in their investor presentation said that on twenty in 2021, they're on track to do about 50 million in revenue. That's a good amount of revenue, I suppose, and that they're aiming by 2025 to be on track for $650 million worth of revenue. And they are wanting to go to market. They're aiming for a $1 billion valuation. A $1 billion valuation puts that valuation at at the moment 20 times revenue. Now, 20 times revenue for a valuation, and I am not a valuation specialist, that's high. I think that yes. is particularly high for a company that is not a tech company. Like, I think those to, sort of valuations...
1: To be quickly clear, while Grace is not a valuation specialist, she has worked in a lot of, like, mergers and other finance industry-related nonsense. Um, so, you like, you're familiar with the rough value multiples that get rough. placed on companies.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say 20 feels high um, for a company that's not I'm a tech not company.
1: I'm not vibing it. <laughs>
0: Um, (laughs) What's the feel of it all? Yeah, what's the vibe? Um, I suppose it's not necessarily like out of the realm of possibility, but it's certainly not conservative, Um, which, you know, it's FaZe. Who's assuming that they would be conservative? (laughs) Um, My issue here is that FaZe has also made clear that their main source of revenue is sponsorships. Now, sponsorships for me hold a few issues in terms of... um, how that is contributing to their valuation. One, sponsorships are not scalable. This is not like a subscription revenue model, like a Netflix or something where it can just keep growing and there's really no limit to the growth. And that doesn't necessarily incur huge amounts more cost. You're relying on sponsoring the org, people in the org, that's basically it. So that relies extremely heavily on the public perception of those people in the org the popularity of those people in the org, which FaZe can only control to a certain extent. Everyone knows that sponsorships are a risky area of revenue when it comes to controversy. Like we all saw the whole David Dobrik thing earlier this year. He probably was making a shit ton in sponsorships and then suddenly was not. And could that happen with FaZe? Yes, I think it could. Like they've obviously um, had their fair share of scandals They're not green to the Mm. idea of controversy, whether that be the whole crypto scandal that they had with two of their major talent earlier in the year. Like, I feel like they managed to kind of gloss over that and separate themselves from it quite quickly. But that's risky business. Which
1: now, in hindsight, you can very much understand them immediately dropping the phase member they did. Because, yeah, um, not worth it. I mean, because at the time... But they
0: can't do that. That's what I mean. That's not a replicable model where it's like anytime someone fucks up, they can just drop them. Yeah. Like, they can. But is that really a strong underlying business? For me, no.
1: I wonder if they had to put out a memo over the last few months being like, guys, nothing <laughs> can go wrong between now and the end of the year. If you fuck up... We kill you. Like, actually, like, Literally. because think about the time that crypto drama happened, they would have been like in the final stages of this announcement. Surely. Like, this would have been very, very, very well underway and almost ready to go. And that would have been a absolutely like crushing bit of drama to have hit at that time. I think the, yeah, I think it's super interesting for a lot of reasons. Like, you said, the revenue model is really interesting.
0: They've also made clear that um, they actually really aren't relying on esports very much as any part of their revenue model, which I thought was very revealing and an interesting little comment. They didn't really go into it, but Lee Trink made a comment that despite the fact that they're an esports org, um, esports is a model that has um, significant underlying issues. And I think that's the first time that I've really heard an esports CEO recognize publicly so publicly yeah that esports as a revenue model has issues and i think like that very much feeds into so much of the conversation that ellie and i have had this year where we're talking about companies like hundred thieves mm. or energy or phase these or, or power these big esports organs thinking like what is the business they're actually in and for phase i think they've made very clear through this investor presentation and their plans to go public that esports is not a part of the business they're relying on from a revenue perspective and they're really going to be leaning on sponsorships and they're going to be trying to grow internationally
1: but we have talked about this before as much as esports itself isn't a revenue model it does give you something it's a tactile vehicle. to build your brand around
0: yes like
1: because what is phase unless they've got teams competing totally it's like just a bunch of fuckboys in la <laughs> That's a joke. Come on, come on. That's that's. It's not totally wrong, but but that but literally without the esports teams behind it, there is no there is no. It's the vehicle.
0: It's the vehicle. Yeah,
1: it, it is the vehicle again that they
0: can put an advertisement on. One good point that I do think you made in regard to sponsorships, though, which kind of counteracts that risk that I was talking about just before, where I was saying that obviously sponsorships relies very heavily on the people you're putting the sponsorships on. Is you mentioned that you do think Phase beyond any other org has value in the name phase and the brand phase rather than just the people that are part of it?
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously that is the problem with a lot of kind of esports orgs is they do build too heavily around a single creator, um, and you know, like obviously when we've talked about um, Lockie's team power in the past, while. Obviously, we've said, like, the amount of stuff they're doing right is huge. That is still one of the big yeah. hurdles that they're going to have to overcome. Not what only, is
0: power without Lachlan? Yeah,
1: not only is he the kind of key core creator by a mile, it's also literally his name. Yeah. Um, But FaZe, I think... I mean, FaZe has shown in the past that they can drop pretty much any individual member and they can survive that bump. Yeah. Also...
0: You don't see Banks as, like as important to phase as say a nade shot is to hundred things uh,
1: i don't i would almost say banks is the exception i would i would almost say i uh, it's 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 super interesting because i actually don't have a deep understanding of the phase fan base it's like a very different um sector to to me in the circles i'm in um But I would actually put Phase and uh, and Nadeshot in like a similar status relative to their org. The only in terms of how important they are, the only yeah. difference is Phase has so many big people in it that even though Banks is a huge deal, there's probably enough other weight there to kind of survive losing Banks for whatever reason, not unless there was some huge controversy. Not that I could ever see him leaving Phase. No. Um, but with Nadeshot when a nade shot leaves 100 thieves it's like okay well now you're valkyrie and courage is kind yeah. of like the only two creators left like and obviously they're big names but relative to the entire phase roster there's not quite as much there
0: yeah yeah
1: but again i do i think that is still my main concern around uh investing in esports talks is number one like you said the revenue model Sponsorship, it doesn't scale as aggressively, and I feel like most of the time when you see companies going for twenty x revenue as their valuation,
0: there's something scalable.
1: Yeah, or or, yeah, there's or there's like some yeah, some crazy tech product that is potentially going to be selling for like like multiple billions of dollars,
0: and they haven't alluded to that. And I feel like if that existed, it they would.
1: And most of the way that FaZe has generated, uh, and so this was actually something I thought was super interesting, because I was chatting to um, this person I knew who was invested and had gone to their kind of presentations over in, I think it was Vancouver or wherever it was, yeah. for the Series A funding rounds they did, is they were doing slightly questionable. I mean, uh, obviously it's it's not like in any way illegal it's just an interesting thing an interesting point they were presenting their kind of revenue models for uh different years of the business and they were showing that um as recent as like one to two years ago they were generating like in the hundreds of millions i think of revenue but what they kind of brushed over quite briefly and didn't super go into is i believe that a portion of that revenue and a not totally insignificant portion was uh, things like the CSGO gambling websites, uh, which Phase yes. actually did the
0: old CSGO yeah. gambling, which yeah. which
1: Phase, which Phase, I believe, not only the individual creators, but I believe the org as a whole had interest in some of those, which obviously then got completely shut down and absolutely cancelled by the community. As it should. So that's not like a return revenue source. No. So there are some revenue sources in Phases past crypto csgo gambling websites, which yeah. um, which they which you don't are see questionable, is a sign
0: of long-term health of a business.
1: No, but again, at the end of the day, if you were to ask me what is the single biggest uh, creator brand in gaming, it would be Phase. Yeah. I don't know exactly how to classify it—eSports brand, creator brand, whatever it is. Phase has done a good job of blending the two. Absolutely, I it's, agree. It's a huge brand. A billion dollars is a huge valuation. And also, I think this is so interesting because do you remember what we were talking about last week or was it the week before?
0: My memory? Just like, what were we talking about?
1: Faze Banks' ex-girlfriend, all of a sudden, Alyssa Violet being super interested oh, in her dude. in her Faze shareholding that she true. didn't manage to get her hands on. Yeah, Oh my god, that just, true. That just occurred to me in the middle of our conversation. I was like, oh, what an interesting time for Alyssa Violet to be like, uh... Yo, about yeah. that, that billion-dollar valuation uh, and my 3% in it. I'm
0: going to need a little slice of that pie.
1: Literally. Like, I don't know what her Dude, that her...
0: timing is not uncanny. That timing is not no, a
1: coincidence. absolutely not. No, it would have been everyone in the Friends group talking about, oh, guys are about to go public. And her being Thanks, like... It's like,
0: I'm about to become a 100 million millionaire.
1: Yeah, and her being like, yo, what was my uh, percent again? Like,
0: oh, yeah.
1: oh, babe, like, no, sorry. That was in the other company. This is the, uh, that was the fake one. Oh, you remember, oh, was... you remember the dodgy guy? Yeah, not our bad. I don't know. I, it'll be super interesting to see if um they actually. I feel like Banks that. is going
0: to have a few extra dollars to go around. No one's going hungry.
1: Uh, I don't know.
0: You you don't know? Well, like
1: I, you might. Have, do you see Elon Musk being like, oh, I got a few extra billions. So I'm just going to start handing money away for free. Just because people have money doesn't mean they give it to people they don't need to give it to. True. And I think that's putting a, a high assumption of goodwill. Not that I don't think banks has goodwill, but I don't think that just because someone has money. Like, I'm, I'm not going to ring up banks and be like, yo, my man, heard you came into a couple of hundred mil. Oh, well, no. Sling but... a couple my way. <laughs> I know what it you is, mean.
0: It is amazing, though, that um, what, what I learned is that phase is not profitable yet.
1: No, they're and doing I,
0: fifty mil a year in revenue, and they are not profitable. I
1: find it insane, and this is, but but obviously, like this is not like correct, and I and I am incorrect in this uh, opinion. But I do find it wild that it's like, hey, would anyone like to buy our company that rapidly loses money for a billion dollars? Like, give us money for ownership in a company that will then continue to lose you money, with the idea that eventually you are going to be able to flip that around and have it make money.
0: I mean, I do think that's like, that's a mindset that I think makes sense logically, but also is just not the way of the world. Like Uber, no. you know, is not making money. And I think the way that a lot of those companies justify or people justify investing in companies that aren't making money is because they're moving so fast and eating so much of the market share that they can see a world where, they're, where that company is just ubiquitous with everything. Yeah. You know, it's like Uber's not going anywhere now. It's like... Are they profitable? No. But, like, anyone that, if you invested in Uber 10 years ago, like, anyone would say, like, great job. Like, yeah. good. Because it's, like, obviously Uber's changed the world. And I think that goes the same way with a lot of other big tech companies that are able to grow really fast. Is that phase? I don't know. And and I don't sane. know. What are, what are they spending all their money on? I would love to know that.
1: Yeah. I, I think 50
0: mil is, like...
1: That's a lot of revenue. It's a
0: lot of revenue. It's a lot of expenses more. Well, okay. Like I think I think what... it's actually I was kind of surprised. I thought their revenue could have been higher.
1: Well, you know what I wonder? What? With 50 million revenue, how much of that is Phases revenue and how much of that is oh, we did a $500,000 brand deal for Banks? Banks got four hundred thousand of that in his pocket and we kept a hundred grand as our commission. True. But we register the five hundred grand as revenue. True. So I actually don't even like of that fifty million, you would think oh, it's higher. Oh, true.
0: What's underlying? But, yeah. Yeah,
1: but what actually is their revenue? Because that would actually explain why they're not profitable. Because yeah. I think it would be very hard as FaZe to be expending more than a million dollars a week. Like, sure, they rent a really nice house. Sure, they've probably got I don't know, 20, 30 employees.
0: More, yeah.
1: But at the end of the day, spending a million dollars a week is not easy. No. So I reckon that part of that underlying revenue number is inclusive of yeah. talent revenue that flows through phase.
0: That is a good point. I think that's a good point. In which case, a am I that impressed by 50 million? I don't know.
1: She don't impress easily, ladies and gentlemen. Fifty million. I'm not sure.
0: Like they're <laughs> no, a really I agree. big company. I think they have they do obviously have underlying value beyond their revenue. They have they do have a huge amount of underlying value in their brand name. Um, and that is that counts for something. I'm not discounting that. But fifty million in revenue, I mean, it is a lot to sell in brand in, in like sponsorships. If the majority is coming from sponsorships, say so they're selling like, I don't know. What is that? Just under a million dollars a week in revenue.
1: Yeah, seems high.
0: It seems high. Um, seems high for an org. But yeah, I'd be I'd be it's... interested to know how much of that includes sponsorships that you're selling on your talent that you then have to pass through the lion's share to the talent. It's
1: it's a weird. Middle... Or
0: do they? It's Did a weird... we ever forget Tifu's contract?
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> well, like it's a, it's a weird middle ground because I know because uh, on one hand. FaZe being able to sell a million dollars a week of sponsorships on their own brand. Even if you say, let's even say half a million. Let's say they do another half, let's say only 50% of their their claimed revenue yeah. is from sponsorships. Even half a million dollars a week just on the FaZe brand is, that's a lot of sponsorships. Impressive, yeah. Um, So that would be way more than I could believe. So therefore I do think it would re- represent partially talent sponsorships. But on the other hand, with the talent they have, I would expect them to be able to do more than a million dollars a week in yeah. revenue on those talent in terms of sponsorships. So very
0: interesting. I don't know.
1: It's like, and
0: if it includes sponsorships on talent, to me that's not really phases revenue.
1: No, it's not. That's brands but, wanting the talent. Yeah, exactly. But if you're about to IPO, that's probably not the worst way to represent. Really
0: interesting. Like, there's a lot of levels to this.
1: Yeah, definitely. But I think it's super interesting when... Do you know when it's actually supposed to go live?
0: Early next year, I think.
1: So it'll be super interesting for um, just, like, watching publicly how the markets react to this. I actually think um, that it will perform much better than it has a right to. Yeah. Just because I think there will be general hype around there's still as much as the esports hype isn't as insane these days as it was a few years ago there will still be a lot of hype around this being the first like public offering for a um like an esports company
0: and people forget i think like you know we all forget when we're in it every day that like gaming is still a very alluring industry for a lot of people Mm. And it's highly misunderstood as well. Like, I think what we've spoken about today in terms of like really breaking down like the revenue model, what is that 50 million actually comprised of, how valuable is sponsorships? It really depends on what those sponsorships are and who they're going to, like the controversy that they've been through, the leadership team, um, the bank's effect, that sort of thing. Like, I think we actually, you know, have a fairly nuanced understanding of what what that business looks like. I think there is a huge amount of hype still around gaming mm. where people hear the word gaming, they know it's a growth industry and they'll just invest in anything kind of that's like, like-
1: Kind of like cryptocurrency yeah, where a lot of the time yeah. it's like, I don't really know it, but I'm going to throw money And at I it. think
0: you see that with companies that have listed that are in the gaming space, whether that be developers or whether it be like an enthusiast or that sort of thing. And they have these ability to ride these hype trains. And then it's like, What's actually the underlying business there? It
1: is amazing how much money people will spend and invest on things that they have zero understanding of. Totally. I think one of the most amazing stories ever was Disney and Maker. I don't know if you remember Maker. Yeah. Um, but that was one of the, the OG YouTube networks. Yeah. And Disney, like, bought them for something like a bi- I I don't want to say billion dollars. It was a lot. It was, it was in the hundreds of millions. Yeah. It was an absolute ton of money. Yeah. And then they realized that uh, when they were looking through all their books and they were looking at their revenue numbers and they are like, oh, you know, this looks really good. Look how much revenue they're generating. And Maker was like, oh yeah, look at all this revenue. And then Disney bought, apparently this is how the story goes. And judging from what immediately happened to the company after Disney bought it, I have no reason to believe this isn't true. Disney bought it. And then all of a sudden they were like, wait, you're saying that you get all the revenue from YouTube, but then you have to send 90% of it to the creators because you're on a 90-10 revenue split. We thought that this was all your revenue and that you had a 10% profit margin. They're like, oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. We send, we, it's, we we it's just passed through 90% of it. Yeah. So it turned out their revenue was actually one-tenth of what Disney thought it was, really, yeah. when they bought them. Yeah. And immediately Disney was like, oh, my God. And they literally offloaded an absolute ton of their creators. They also realized that a ton of the creators, like PewDiePie, for example, were a brand risk because they were saying whatever they wanted. And then partially because they were under a thing that was managed by Disney now. Disney was like, we can't associate with this. Yeah. And it was just an absolute...
0: Clusterfuck.
1: Clusterfuck. It was like Disney was like, oh, but we're in content. YouTubers knew." new content vehicle we need to be invested in this and they just bought the first thing that like waved a hand with a high revenue number
0: it's so funny because i feel like when i was growing up you like see these big deals happen you see people in business and you're like wow you must be so smart and like really like have an in-depth understanding of everything that's going on and sometimes like now i'm an adult i see things and i'm just like damn no one knows what they're doing literally no one knows it's insane it's kind of funny
1: and you see all these people with it's kind of
0: reassuring in a way it really is reassuring <laughs> it makes like, me realize i'm like no one's really that much smarter than you
1: no everyone's got imposter syndrome because everyone's an imposter
0: yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> um but uh yeah no literally what i i just think that is so crazy like you see these big companies with their spreadsheets and their analysts pouring over every page and i'm like oh 20x i don't know 20x revenue yeah that, you know what that sounds That's like a right. number let's sounds go for like it nice and round let's, even you know numbers what? a billion 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 sounds nice Call it. anyone problem with a billion dollars no we're all good with the bi- okay good and then they just go with it i think what uh the the last question and what i will end my my take on the phase thing with is i'm just so curious what the ownership splits look like these days
0: oh me too because
1: obviously uh Banks is like a key member, but there are also a lot of key members and a lot of founders who started FaZe way back in the day. Then obviously over time, they're bringing in investors. That yeah. splits things up more and more and more. And I have no clue what percentage of the company Banks would own. Yeah. It could literally be 1%. It could be 10%. It yeah. It could even be 20. I, I, I don't I, think it's 20. I don't think it's 20 either. I think I, I would put it between, somewhere between 1 and 10.
0: Yeah. I would. Um, I would maybe say 1 and like, Six or seven.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like that that feels right. I love.
0: How, <laughs> I love how we have no. Well, like no nothing. one knows what they're doing. Five minutes later, we're like, yeah, I reckon it's one to ten percent.
1: Look at all these people pretending they understand how things work, and then we're pretending how we understand um but no i mean uh, look after a company's been around this long it's taken on this many investors it's taken on this many new kind of creators everything gets
0: diluted
1: it sounds yeah i think it would be very hard to get as big as this is and own over 10 percent. that is the face clan acquisition
0: broken down tell us what you think if you have questions if you want to chat about it in the comments and you're watching on youtube please do that i'm really curious to see what other people say